Greetings, Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's Laws and Commandments. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. I pray your Shabbat is going good. As you can tell, like always, we are teaching uh, from our backyard. And I apologize in advance because some people have their dogs out and they've been yapping all morning. So if it's irritating, I apologize in advance and prayerfully Yahweh will intervene and uh, bring them in the house or cause them to be quiet. Nonetheless, what I want to share with you this morning is about the history of Christianity, whether or not the word Christian or Christianity is pagan or not. So there are only three scriptures in the scripture that refer to the word Christian. And the reason we're bringing this to light is because, you know, so many of us were raised up and taught to accept certain things certain words, certain theologies, doctrines, ways, uh, customs, traditions, and none of us ever gave a second thought to the meaning behind something or the roots behind something. And so we're going to share the truth of the roots, the meaning behind the word Christian or Christianity. And then it's up to you to make your decision whether or not you're going to continue using those terms to describe yourself or to describe the body of Messiah, so on and so forth. As for me, uh, what I learned from the day that I became Torah-minded, and see, if you walk by faith, and if you are led by Yah's Spirit, He will have you do things that at the moment or at the time, you may not understand why you're doing it. You may not understand the full meaning behind you making a change. But nonetheless, as you step out in faith and as you are led by Yah's Spirit, understanding will come at some point he will bring you enlightenment. He will have a um, ministry or a minister um, bring you teaching from Yah's laws and commandments to give you understanding. Oh yeah, that's, that's why he led me to do this, that, or the other. So from the day that we became Torah-minded, I just knew that the word Christian and Christianity were not the same as being in Messiah. Now, I didn't say in Christ because Christ, Christ is a Greek word and all the, the gods of the pagans were called Christ. And so, Yahshua is not going to be called Christ in any way, shape, fashion, or form. He's not going to be connected to paganism in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Now, I realize for many people, 
this may come as a shock. This may come as an eye opener, a, a glass of cold water in your face, kind of like if you jump into a pool and it's 60 degrees. Once you come out, you go, whoa, daddy, that was cold. In the same way, when we are coming to learn these things, and if Yah is leading you in this way, revealing His Torah, revealing His Scriptures to you, revealing His feasts, revealing His name, revealing the Sabbath, and you are receiving it and accepting it by faith, then this will just be confirmation, this will just help you. But if you are one that is rejecting it, if you are one that is arguing against it, if you are one that's defying it, if you are one that's refusing to see what the Scripture says, and you are demanding that you are going to, you're going to keep your tradition no matter what the Scripture says, well, you might as well just turn this off because this isn't going to be any, any benefit to you. So, let's first go and see the three Scriptures that use the word Christian or Christianity in it. First one is in Acts chapter 11 and verse 26. It says, And the disciples were called Messianics first in Antioch. Now, if you read in most translations, it says that they were first called Christians there. But in the original uh, Hebrew, in the original language, even in the Greek, it's not Christian. It's not Christos. But it is a word that describes Messianics. So it says here, and the disciples were called Messianics. Okay, now if we go to Acts 26. See, and we would think, you know, if we are calling each other Christians, that that would be all over the Scripture, that you would see Yahshua referring to His disciples that way. You, you would see the disciples referring to each other that way. You would see Paul referring to each other that way, so on and so forth. But you don't see that. And it's like, you know, you can, you can take scriptures and make any doctrine you want. I remember years ago I was taught this principle. You can take one scripture that says Judas hung himself. Then you can take another scripture that says, go and do likewise. That's two scriptures, right? And that would confirm a suicide doctrine. Well, you can't do that. And that's what much of Christianity has done concerning many things. They've taken scriptures out of context, and they've put, put it together to try to make it say something that it does not say. And when you read things and learn things, from a Hebraic perspective and, and discern the original context, you will see that it's not referring to that. Now, in chapter 26 of verse 28, it says, Then Agrippa, remember Paul was in front of him, said unto Paul, Almost, you almost persuaded me to be a follower of Messiah. Now, and... 
Moshe, again, translations, they translated that Christ. And the reason they translated that Christ was the people that were translating it were of Rome. They were part of Constantine's sun god worship. And of course, they're going to substitute some words in there for you and I to be manipulated and deceived into thinking that following their line of thinking, following their Christianity, would be the same as following the Hebraic Messiah. But that is not accurate. In the original, the word that they translated church should have been translated Messiah, Messianic. Or you might have called, we'll see what the disciples called each other. One of them was the way, because Yahshua said that he is the way. And then Yahweh, his name is Yahweh, Yahshua, the way, the truth and the life. So, one more verse, and this is Peter. In 1 Peter 4.16, it says, And if any man suffer as a follower of Messiah. See, that would just make more sense that the original language would say that because one for Peter was, was Hebrew. Okay, he knew Messiah was Hebrew. They all kept the Torah. They all kept the feasts. They all kept the Sabbath. So why would they have used a Greek name of Christos, which they knew referred to the gods, the sun gods, and pagan gods? Why? And the answer is, they wouldn't. But the translators are the ones that changed it, just like they're the ones that changed the name of Yahweh to L-O-R-D and to G-O-D, but they left alone when the word was Baal. They did not translate that different. Or when the word was Satan, they did not translate that different. But they changed the name of Yah. Why? Because they were wanting to infiltrate and penetrate our lives and believers' lives and in Messianic's lives with a name that we would think would be of Yahweh and Yahshua, but would really, when we would speak those names, worship those names, say those names, confess those names, do things in those names, pray in those names, we were praying in the name of sun gods. And so, it just makes clear sense to me that Peter, being a Jew would use the word messianics or messiah when he said yet if any man suffer as a follower of messiah 
Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify Elohim on this behalf. So, that yapping dog starting to irritate me. Anyways, so we, we see here these three scriptures. And Christianity is a Greek name. It is not a Hebrew name. And was formerly of pagan use as early as 200 B.C. There were pagan worshipers of Serapis, S-E-R-A-P-I-S, that called themselves Christians. So in the history of Christianity, it says that there were certain pagan sun god worshipers and they called themselves Christians. Why would they do that? Because the Greek word is Christos and it is referring to sun gods. There were already Christians in Egypt, Gnostic sun worshipers who knelt before before huge A-N-K-H-S's, which is a cross, but then it has the circle on the top. And the Serapis, Serapis, however you say it, Isis cult used this symbol at Alexandria. Ancient Babylonian influences abounded then and abound now. Hidden in plain sight, Alexandria was the primary launching point for the fusion fusion religion we know as Christianity. The word Christos is directly related to Krishna. Christos and Christen, C-H-R-E-S-T-O-N. These literally mean shining as the refer to the sun, S-U-N. Also, Krishna is the sun deity of the Hindu religion. Okay, now, think of this. In Catholicism, when Constantine built his first sanctuaries, he built them so that the main speaker would be elevated above all the people. I remember when I was raised Catholic and we went to church, the pulpit was raised way up so you had to look up and the priest had to walk upstairs to deliver his message. Okay? Now, when Constantine built this, see that's built after Constantine, who was a sun god worshiper, that he had the pulpits face where the sun would come in so when they were teaching or preaching the sun would be hitting that pulpit 
part of honoring the day of the sun. On the day of the sun, which all Christianity worships on the day of the sun. So think about today. Think about um, the platforms that are in many charismatic, non-denominational uh, churches as well as denominational churches. They all have great beams of light shining on the psalmists, on the singers, on the choir, on the minister speaking. Again, light referencing the sun gods. Same principle, just a little different, but same principle. And now I appreciate Brother Mike Linden, who was our pastor back in the 80s, and they never sat on the pulpits. None of the pastors, none of the elders, none of the deacons, when you were on the pul pulpit, you were either teaching, prophesying, receiving an offering, or part of the worship team. When you were done, you came off the pulpit. So I appreciate that, even though, you know, everything else was part of Sun God worship. All right, let's continue. Even as the late 348 CE, Cyril said, Let the heresy be silenced, which blasphemes the Messiah, the Son of the Mighty One. They were calling the Son Christ Heleos, H-E-L. I-O-S, and sorry if I butchered that. So, even then, they were calling the Son Christ. Referencing Son, God, Pagan, Idols. The Manachians, M-A-N-I-C-H-A-E-A-N-S, worship the Son as it passed through the sky all day. And Augustine came from them. Those who worship Serapis are Christians, and those who call themselves bishops of Christ are vowed to Serapis, a Greco- Egyptian idol or God. Something to think about. You know, we, we, we just have adapted so many things and just have accepted so many things like calling believers Christians when in fact that was a term that pagans used and they called themselves Christians. And we're going to find out here what it literally means. And it is very derogatory. And so pagans were the ones that referred to the believers of Yahweh and the believers of the way, the Messianics, the Hebrews. Pagans were the ones that called them Christians. The believers never called themselves Christians. Paul never called themselves Christians. 
Peter never called themselves Christians, even though that one that one scripture, the translate the Greek translation said they did, but in the original language, that is a lie. That is a wrong translation. That is deception. And so we have to research this and make a decision. Are we going to be word people, scriptural people, Messiah, believing, Yah, keeping, Sabbath, keeping, renewing our minds to the word of Elohim, keeping, name, keeping people, or are we going to just follow traditions? In my view, Christians are not the same as Messianics because Christians worship on the day of the sun. They may not realize it, but they are worshiping the sun gods just like we did when we were in it. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just pointing out information and facts. Hebrews, they worship the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They call the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob what his biblical name is, which is Yah. They call the Messiah what his biblical name was, Yahshua. Yahshua. They call each other Hebraic or Hebrew. Hebrew in the Hebrew means crossed over. And we have crossed over from paganism, from Babylonianism into the way, into Hebrew, into being of Messiah. The Messiah is not Christ, and Christ is not the Messiah. Yahshua HaMashiach is the Messiah, and he never had anything to do with a, great, a Greek pagan name. When we realize that, we'll realize we've been duped. We realize that we've been taught misinformation, and it's not like many people plan to teach you misinformation. They just didn't know. But then when you reveal it to them, they choose to hold on to their traditions of men instead of obeying Yah's laws and commandments. Yah's laws and commandments says, do not learn the way of the heathen nations. And part of the way of the heathen nations is do not add to or change the Hebrew scriptures to say something it doesn't say. Don't change it to line up with Greek idols. If you do, you will be rejected by Yah. And the plagues of this book and the curses will be upon you. Clement of Alexandria said, All who believe in Christ are called Christos. And they are good men. Rome was the creator of Christos, Constantine Rome. And Rome is still the center of Christos Mithras worship. So the adoption to the new faith of Christianity should hardly be a huge mystery. 
It all comes from Rome. It all comes from sun god worship. And I know a lot of people think there's a big difference between Catholicism and Christianity, and there are some differences. But the, the foundation is the same. The roots are the same. When you trace the roots of Christianity, they go back to Rome. They go back to Catholicism. So if the, root, if the, if the tree is still producing the same fruit, the root system is still the, still the, is still the same. And see, we need to come out from among it and be separate. Chris, Christianos was a derisive, D-E-R-I-S-I-V-E. Derivative. No, D-E-R-I-S-I-V-E. It means, a, it's a scornful label that meant gullible, dumb, beast, or an idiot. That's what the word Christian means. And it was a derogatory term that the pagans were using, calling those in Messiah, they were calling them dumb, they were calling them gullible, they were calling them an idiot, or as Archie Bunker used to say, meathead. And that is not a edificational term. It is a derogatory term, and it is what pagans called those in Messiah. How we bought the deception because no one decided to go against the grain. And we are sharing this information because there's not much information out there. I know many Messianics, people that believe in Yah and the feast, they, they still are using the name Jesus, Christ, and they're still calling Him God. I just, I don't see how they can do that when, they, when you see what the Scripture says. And so we need to get this information out there as much as possible. And we need to share this information, again, not to be condemning, not to be hateful, not to be ugly, but to share this information so that people will have this information, they can study it, they can go to Yah in prayer, they can research the scriptures to see if it's, whether or not it's so. If you go to any good Hebraic Bible, and I read out of two of them, the Hebraic Roots Bible and Yahweh Restoration Ministries Study Bible, and both of them in these three scriptures, both translated where um, the English translation had Christ, they had Messianic. That was in the original. So, once we see that, I don't want to be called an idiot. I don't want to be called a meathead or dumb or gullible. And I don't want, in the, in the terms of, of words meaning something, remember, death and life are in the power of your tongue, and you'll eat the fruit thereof. So every time you, you're referring to the Messiah as Christ,
or you're calling him dumb. Or you're referring to his body as Christians. You're calling them gullible. You're calling them dumb. You're calling them an idiot. They made fun of them. Pagans made fun of them. A few things that I watched for just a few minutes concerning um, like Christmas being a pagan holiday. One of them, some pagans said, referred to Christians as being so stupid because they didn't realize that Christmas came from the pagans. And that they thought they were participating in something that was scriptural, where they were participating in something that was of pagans, of paganism, and was connected to sun god worship. And they were just mocking them. And seeing that's what, that's the context of the word Christian. That's the history of the word Christian or Christianity that you are mocking, you are, you are functioning through the spirit of paganism in mocking those that believe in Messiah, those that believe in Yah, those that believe in the Torah. And it is not a positive term. It is a derogatory term. It, when you came to Messiah, there might have been certain languages. When you when you were a heathen and you first got born from above, you might have been, you know, calling, uh, you know, f-bombing this or calling a woman at bit, you know, d different b words. And when you came to Messiah, that automatically changed. You knew that you should not refer to women that way. You should not be involved in pornography. You just knew it. No one had to tell you. You knew it was wrong. You, you, you knew not to use the F word. You knew not to, to say those things because those were wrong. In the same way, using the term Christian or Christianity is just as wrong because it is not a biblical Hebraic word. Christ is not a biblical Hebraic word. And we should not be referring to the Messiah with that word. We should not be referring to those that believe in the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And those that believe and say they believe in the, in the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will call him by his name. Will keep his Sabbath days, not the day of the sun will at least begin to embrace the feast days and begin to learn of them. And will begin to have their eyes open that everything comes out of Torah. So what did the believers call themselves? They called themselves brothers. And when you read this, in the, you'll just see it in scriptures. They called themselves disciples. They called themselves faithful ones. They called themselves chosen ones, separated ones. That's the main one. Because you are set apart. Set apart ones. When the, the word talks about circumcision, it's talking about being set apart. You have been set apart in Messiah. You've been set apart from the world system. You've been set apart. 
It also referred to the way and messianics. But it never, they never referred to believers in Messiah, never referred to each other as Christians. That was a pagan term that pagans used to describe Hebraic people. Does it mean it was accurate? It's a term they used. It was not messianic. It was not of Hebraic origin. Christian was and is a derogatory term. Okay, real quickly, this is what we have been commanded to do when we have been set apart. Okay, now what do you do? You learn all this information. You get set apart. Okay, why? This is part of Babylon. Christianity is part of Babylon. I'm not going to do a full study in this. I'm just going to show you a few scriptures and then we'll close. We have been so indoctrinated in paganism and in sun god worship and pagan holidays we those that believed were of the body of messiah we've been so indoctrinated in paganism we just didn't know it so what do we do when we've been when we've been we find out we've been so trained so indoctrinated so, quote-unquote, brainwashed to accept and believe so many pagan things, non-Torah things, sun-god-worship things, what do we do? All right? Glad you asked. What does the prophet say? Jeremiah 51, 6. Jeremiah 51 and verse 6. It says, flee, what does flee mean? It means to run as in terror. Remember in James 4, 7, submit yourselves to Yah, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That word flee means to run in terror. So Yah is saying to you and me that we are to run in terror out of the midst of Babylon, out of the midst of anything that is connected to Babylon, to paganism, and to sun god worship. Okay, next testimony. Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 6 and verse 7. Zechariah chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. It says, Ho, ho, come forth and flee from the land of the north. And the land of the north was Babylon. So it says here that again, we are to flee from anything that has anything to do with paganism. If it has 10% to do with it, we need to flee. And there is more paganism in the church and in Christianity than we have ever thought possible. And the more you stay in Torah, the more you keep obeying His feasts, His commandments, and studying, the more 
paganism, you'll see just how much of it is in Christianity. That's a true statement. And when you see it, you, you will just be so thankful that Yah has given you this insight and revelation and that you have come out of it. And you have come out of it. Now, other people might think you're crazy. Other people don't see it. That's because they are still submerged in Christianity. They're baptized into Christos, into pagan sun gods. And then it's, it says, Come forth and flee from the land of the north, which is Babylon, says Yahweh. And then in verse 7, it says, Deliver thyself. You're the one that has to make the decision. You're the one that has to research the scriptures. And you're the one that has to keep the Sabbath. The scripture commands us to keep the Sabbath. And yes, Yah's spirit will empower you with his Ruach to stay faithful to the Shabbat. But you're the one that has to do it. You're the one that has to resist the devil. You're the one that has to resist the temptation of this world system. And in Revelation chapter 18, verse 4, See, it's just not enough to know all these things are part of paganism. But when you keep going, you know, ju just for example, you know a certain restaurant is serving tainted food. And every time you go, you get sick. But you keep going back. I mean, that's the height of stupidity. That's what, I mean, being called an idiot or a meathead, as Archie would say, would line up. And that's what we're doing when we learn these things and we keep going back to Sunday worship, to Christianity, that we're just, we're, we're, we're gullible. We're being an idiot. We're being stupid. And we are receiving into our lives tainted spiritual food. And it's not going to produce the health that Proverbs 4, 20-22 says the Yah's laws and commandments, His words, His sayings will produce. Alright, Revelation 18.4 says, Come out of Babylon. I mean, these are three scriptures. Nowhere does it say stay in Babylon. Nowhere does it say stay in paganism. It says come out of it. And I know this is challenging. I know this takes faith. And some people may not have the faith to step out of the boat and walk on water and go to Yahshua. Babylon is this pagan sun god worship system. And all 
it's part of, which includes how its calendar is sun gods. I mean, just look at our, we go by the calendar today. It's sun god, the days of the week is sun gods. Try to the best of your ability not to use the words like January, February, March, April. Use first month, second month, so, so on and so forth. It's holidays. I'll celebrate sun gods. The, na the names of, of most months celebrate sun gods. Going to quote-unquote church, and that's another thing. You never see anything in the scripture that says go to church. Yahshua never said he went to church. He went into the synagogue, but he never went to church. Peter, Paul never said go to the church. They said do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. That's something we're, we're supposed to keep doing is assemble. But they didn't have no church in those days. They met in homes. They met in humble places. Maybe in the park, down by the river in Acts, I think it's 16. Yeah, Acts 16. So, some like 10 people met down by the river. They did not go to church. Church is another Greek, pagan, sun god, Constantine, uh, introduced uh, term that should not be part of any Hebraic believer's life. Congregation, assembly, yes. Church, no. All right. Isaiah 21 and verse 9. Now, if you choose to stay in church, Christianity, you choose to stay worshiping the sun gods, you know, and you argue, well, I'm not worshiping, I'm thinking of Messiah, I'm thinking of the Creator. Even though I don't call him by his name, by his Hebrew name, that's who I'm worshiping. That isn't going to fly. Here, Isaiah 21, verse 9. It says, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, and all the carved images of her gods he has shattered to the ground. Who's he? Yah. So when judgment is released against all Babylon, and it says Babylon is falling, that's Christianity as well. That's Catholicism as well. That's every other false religion. There's only one truth, and that's the Torah, the commandments. Yah and Yahshua. Yahshua said, if you're going to continue with me, you, John 8, 31, 32, you must continue in my word, which is his Torah, and then the Torah, his words, you will know, and then they are powerful to set you free. He also said in John 15, 7, if you abide in me, many think they do, <clears throat> He said, if you abide in me and my words, the Torah, will abide in you, his laws and commandments will abide in you. So if you continue abiding in him, and his Torah continues abiding in you, there is a great benefit. He said, you can ask what you will, and it shall be granted unto you. But most of the people that stand on that scripture, they're not abiding in the Torah. They're not abiding in the Hebrew Messiah. They're abiding in the Greek version, in the Greek made-up invention 
but not the Hebraic Torah-keeping Savior and Messiah, Yahshua HaMashiach. So, if you're going to continue in Babylon, you're going to fall. That's the end result. I don't want to be part of that. I put myself and I make enough mistakes on my own. I don't need to put myself in any more positions to fail or make mistakes or do something that I shouldn't say or do. I'm fallible. I make mistakes. I transgress. I don't mean to. And I try to repent and ask for forgiveness, not only to Yah, but to my, to like, say if I said something to my wife I shouldn't have said, or with a wrong attitude or whatever, I ask them to forgive me. And then one more, Jeremiah 51.58. Jeremiah 51.58 says, The broad wall of Babylon shall be leveled to the ground. It shall be leveled to the ground. Oops, I fibbed. I got a couple more scriptures. Psalm 137, verse 8. O daughter of Babylon, which is Rome's pagan sun god churches. Catholicism, Christianity, whatever you want to call it. It's all wrapped in the same package. You can't eat a pie and say you're not going to eat say, the sugar that's in that pie. Or you're going to eat a pizza and there's pork, pepperoni, or sausage on that pizza, but you're not going to eat that portion. Now, when you eat something, you, you eat it all. You can't just separate some of the ingredients. Now, I know some people will say, well, I can take the pork, the pork off. No, it, it's already been baked. The elements of it has already gone into the crust or the sauce or whatever the case may be. So it says, O daughter of Babylon, which is Rome's pagan sun god churches, doomed to be destroyed. I mean, after these scriptures, if you continue in any form of paganism, any form of sun god worship, any form of worshiping uh, and using false idols, going to worship on the day of the sun, using sun god terms like L-O-R-D, G-O-D, J-E-S-U-S, C-H-R-I-S-T, so on and so forth. Heaven help you, but hopefully, prayerfully, at some point, People will get this message out, whether it's by me or others. And I know there are other people that can explain it a whole lot better, but I'm just doing according to the anointing and according to the level of gifting that I have received from Yah and to share it. And the rest is up to Yah and the individual to receive it and for Yah to show it to them. But, O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed. What part of that do we not get? Or when it says, Wall of Babylon shall be leveled to the ground. Or what do we not understand when it says, Fallen, fallen is Babylon. All the carved images of her gods has been shattered to the ground. 
What that's all destruction. That's all Yah's wrath. And it's coming upon Babylon. And one more, promise this time. Isaiah thirteen nineteen. Babylon will be like Sodom and Gomorrah when Yah overthrew them. Isaiah thirteen nineteen. This is part of the prophets. It says that Babylon will be like Sodom and Gomorrah when Yah overthrew them. So, it is very clear that we need to come out. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says to come out from among them and be separate, saith Yahweh. And then it says, and I will be a father unto you and you will be a son or daughter, whatever it, whichever um, you are, you will be his son or daughter. When? Why? You came out from among them. You separated yourself from everything that has to do with paganism, everything that has to do with Babylon, everything that has to do with worshiping on the day of the sun, and whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, giving honor and praise to sun gods. You are separating yourself by the power of Yah's Spirit. Now, if you read in Paul's writings and in Yahshua, there were in Isaiah, I mean not Isaiah, Israel, they kept going back to pagan sun god worship. Judaism and Christianity adapted so many paganism, sun gods, doctrines, customs, and traditions, and both of them are equally wrong. And both of them equally need to be repented of. There is only one truth, and that is the Torah. Yah's laws and commandments. Obeying what Yah said. Not what um, some Pharisees came up with. Not what some Sadducees came up with. Not what some rabbis came up with. There's a certain uh, truth in, in Judaism that they believe that a rabbi can change the Torah and that even the Creator will submit to what law the rabbi comes up with. I forget what term that is called. Now isn't that just really wacky? We need to come back to the Hebraic truth, to the roots of the original Torah. If it's not found in Torah, we're not going to do it, we're not going to believe it, we're not going to use those terms. We're going to come back to the Torah. We're going to come back to what thus saith Yahweh by the prophets, by the Psalms, and in the Torah. And anything that maybe Yahshua may have tweaked a little bit and renewed the original covenant. See, the covenant didn't change in the New Testament. It was just renewed. A few things were tweaked, like Yahshua is the way to the Father. He wasn't the way to the Father beforehand because he didn't he, he did exist as Yahweh, but we did not know about him. And so by Yah coming to the earth in Yahshua, we can go directly to the Father, to the throne, and communicate directly with Yah because of Yahshua. 
because of his blood, because of his great salvation. And so I'm going to end there. So we need to separate. We need to come out of Babylon. And we need to understand that the term Christianity or Christian or Christ is not a Hebrew term. It is a Greek, pagan, Rome-invented term. And it needs to be cleansed out of our thinking, out of our heart, and out of our vocabulary. And we need to renew our minds to what Yah's laws and commandments are saying, to what the Torah says, to what the prophets has, have said. And remember, where they use the term Christ, they mistranslated it. It should have been Messianic. So it was never in the Scripture to begin with. We need to go back to the Scripture. So, Father, we thank You for this Word. We thank You for this teaching. And I pray in the authority of Your name that all of us would understand this teaching. That all of us would understand the history of Christianity and that we would turn away from it. That we would turn and use the biblical terms that are written in the Hebraic Scriptures. And Father, we just thank You for this. We thank You for this. We thank You for opening the eyes of our understanding. And any involvement we knowingly or unknowingly have had with paganism, with sun gods, with using terms that we thought were referring to You, Father, or Yahshua, but were we, we were referring to sun gods, we renounce it. We repent of it. We rebuke it. We curse it at the roots. And we thank You, Father, for cleansing us of all unrighteousness. And we ask for the power of Your Spirit, Your Ruach, to help us renew our minds, to help us renew our, our belief structures, to be in line with what thus saith Yahweh, to be in line with Your foundation, which is the Hebraic Scriptures. And Father, we thank You for it. We thank You for it. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us. Our website is YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com or you can connect with me, Mark Pulley, on Facebook. Also, if you do have a or decide to give an offering to this ministry, it's tax deductible. You can you, you can give at Yahweh Yeshua Assembly. There's a donate button. We appreciate any, any offerings. We will use it to further the gospel. We will use it to further the kingdom. We will also use it to help those in need, help those that may be struggling, people that come across our path. Usually, Yah has us go you know, months before we give, and all of a sudden someone comes across our path and they have a major need, and we give unto them $500, or we give unto them $600, so on and so forth. So, I'll, if you decide, I just hate talking about this stuff, but nonetheless, if you want to, you can be a blessing to our ministry. And we also can improve how to, if I can just have somebody that knows how to generate uh, better quality uh, YouTube videos and so on and so forth. 
you know, unlimited. So any younger people that aren't, I'd appreciate any connection, any encouragement, any any instructions on how to produce better videos. But until next time, Yah keep you, Yah make his face shine upon you, Yah do for you what you can't do for yourself, that he would make a way where there seems to be no way. And where there's turmoil, those that have been suffering tragedies, those that have suffered been suffering traumas or infirmities, we pray that you would be healed, you would be restored, and that Yah's peace, Yah's peace, Yah's hope would overflow in your life in the power of His name.